girl Courtney the heartthrob. Then this your boy Niles with the smiles, owls, dials, yeah. And the style. I don't know if you said style, but I was trying to help. Yeah, it's all right. You know, I got it. <laughs> How you feeling today, brother? I am great, my black sister. I see you over here on this bubbly feeling real good. Yeah, I feel good. Okay, you know, hey, okay, hey. hey. House clean, no kids. Okay. Shh, I'm a bachelor kids right now. Kids is gone. Shout out to the kiddos, though. We love you. Love you. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, hey, so, you know, I was watching um, Juice on Netflix, and it got me to thinking about some of, like, my favorite quotes or whatever. Because Bishop was a mug on that movie. Oh, yeah. Bishop and, you was know, he, he was on some stuff. And one of my favorite quotes from that is uh, when when Q was telling him, like, you crazy, man. And he was like, huh, you know what? You're right. I am crazy. And you know what else? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so it got me thinking, like, let's do the top three this week and let's do favorite TV or movie quotes. Cool. So yeah. you basically, so that's one of yours. No, nah, I was just using an example, but I had to okay, get that cool, one off. Cool, I had cool. to get that one off. Ahead, you know that, what I mean? That was a good one. You know, all us recognize that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You know, Juice was a good movie, though. I like Juice that. was a good movie. Great movie. Yeah. And then, but you know what? Tupac was a great actor, really. Like, he was in, first off, he was only acting for maybe like four or five years, and he was in like six movies. But I, th- I thought he did, I thought he did like some type of like acting. Like you can see videos of him doing like, he went Sounds to the like Baltimore, Baltimore. Like um, it was like a, a the high school he went to specialized in like a theater arts. Okay, cool. So with yeah, him he, and Jada Pinkett, he wasn't just no. Nah, he was basically know, trained. He wasn't no fly by night cat. He just he knew a little bit of something. Nah, he definitely knew what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So he always knew he wanted to do something in entertainment. Rest in peace to Tupac. It was his birthday uh, yesterday. Dang. So yeah, the legend. The legend, the greatest rapper alive. My favorite rapper. I don't yeah, care what nobody say. And he did, so I mean you really can't debate. Lost, it, in, so. lost in a world with 96 Bonnie Club, me and my Yeah, girl, motherfucker, yeah. What, what's uh <laughs> me and my girlfriend die? I want all you <laughs> niggas to die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's not get too ghetto on the entry. Let's not get too okay. ghetto. All right, let's, so let's get right, let's get into the top yeah, three then. Go ahead. You're um, gonna go first. Go ahead. Well, you know what? I am gonna get a little ghetto. Uh, with the top three, what I I used to um like Cadillac Records that movie with like Cadillac Works is a shit. That, that's a that's a real Cadillac good movie Records with like Jamie Foxx and everybody. And Eddie Murphy was in the movie, and you know Eddie Murphy, one of my favorite actors, comedians, especially because I'm funny, you know. So I look at other oh, people that's funny. Shit, she but funny. nah, he played. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> he, funny. <laughs> he was a character in there, and he was singing a song where he you know played Jimmy. He was trying to do a little new sound. And he debuted a new oh, song. Oh, yeah, I know, I know what yeah, you're talking about. Yeah, <laughs> And he was so like, uh, Jimmy want ribs. Jimmy want steak. <laughs> Jimmy want a piece of your chocolate cake. <laughs> hey, that shit was so funny, man. And then Especially because, you, you know, Eddie hey, always wanted to be a singer. Yeah, like Jamie Foxx up in there like, damn, yeah. bro, like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> what hey, about you? Funny. All right, so I'm going to have to go with uh, something on Friday, man. Like, okay. Ezel had to be one of the most funniest characters. Underrated. Yeah, he, underrated, but he, he, he was one of the most funniest people in a movie. Yeah, he was. Thus <laughs> so my quote is Hey, Smokey. Hey, what you doing back there, Smokey? Hey, Ezel, get the fuck over there. Ezel, get the fuck Hey, Smokey, what you doing? <laughs> and I ain't doing nothing. Hey, buddy. Smokey back there taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs> You know what the worst part about that is like 
you can't just get up and whoop his ass because uh, uh, you, you literally taking his shit and on you the side still of gotta wipe your ass like, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't you nasty hey what did he wipe his ass with though i think that's what he needed Ezel to help him out with. I think he just gave him some newspaper. Hey, he, hey, hey, he must have used some leads or some shit because Ezel walked off. <laughs> I, I want to say it was the newspaper. I don't <laughs> know. I don't know. All right, so what's your number two? So my number two, I will probably have to say when, uh, of course, it's going to be Martin. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it I got was, a little uh, Martin in mind, too. Yeah, yeah, of course you do because you want to be like me. But oh, anyway. my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But um, it was the episode where Tommy Davidson was on there as Varnell Hill, <laughs> and he was like, uh, <laughs> he was like, it was basically the song he had. It was like the Varnell Hill show, shaboing boing. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, y'all should see her face when she make when she said shaboing boing. Like I can't wait because you got to hey. do it like Tommy well, Davidson did. Well, he was we like did. catfish is delicious. <laughs> like even even Martin was trying to hold his laughter in on that whole uh-huh. episode. It was too funny. Hey, that shit is funny, man. Like hey, you should see her face. Like, Pam used to get at them too, though. I can't wait till we get the video funny. because like some oh, of these shit. faces. I'm gonna have to really control myself. Yeah, then. no, uh, uh-uh, you got hey, you got to be raw. I can't help and it. Unedited. It, that's what it's gonna be because I especially drinking. All right, so my number two gotta be. I ain't gonna do Morton yet. I'm gonna say Morton for last. My number two gotta be off for life. Okay, and I was gonna like, do that, but I figured you would, so yeah, I let you, you know, have you know, it. You know, he's like, you gonna eat your cornbread. <laughs> it's, it's so all, many quotes it's from, from that movie, yeah, it's dog. Ridiculous. Like it's when, when he when he uh, when they was sitting on the bottles and he was like, God damn it, I didn't got my toast stuck in the bottle. Like, <laughs> The hey, little man. stuff. The hey, little dude, stuff. Hey. Me, hey, man, don't get that motherfucker your cornbread, man. But next thing you know, you be giving him something else, man. Don't get that motherfucker <laughs> your cornbread. Or when he got into the fight and he made the Harlem Nights reference and he was like, I know a bitch named Della that hit harder than you. Oh, that's one. Hey, man, why didn't I pick something from Harlem Nights? I love that boy. <laughs> <laughs> got a bitch named Sunshine. What, what, uh, said, they call it Sunshine because she, uh, somebody hey, vagina was there. Yeah, throw it I can't in remember. Hey. Right, yeah. Somebody <laughs> throwing it in the air. <laughs> Let us know what the hey, quote was. <laughs> something that I sound like that I won't. <laughs> hey, what are the sunshines? Anyway, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What's your number three? Um, Number three, I'm going to go super classic, super black, and it's going to be, um. let me... <clears throat> <clears throat> make sure my vocals is because you know I sound like Beyonce on most days oh my goodness maybe like Shaka Khan Listen, people tell me I sound like a young Shaka Khan this is what I, I have to say oh my goodness all day when she's around because she just because it's <sighs> it's so much goodness <laughs> <laughs> here we go and five four three two is there a heart is there a <laughs> house tonight <laughs> Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> hey. What y'all know about that? Listen, I did start off beat, but y'all mind y'all business. Uh-huh. Okay? We just going to move on to his third one. We get that auto-tunes, but, though. But listen, we get that y'all, need, y'all need to, ch- man, I barely need auto-tunes, shouty. But let me tell you something. When I get this auto-tune, it's over for everybody. Mm-hmm. I grew up singing Mariah Carey, okay? <laughs> I got these high notes ready. Okay, you feel me? So yeah. Hey, they say the high note. You know, you got to bring it up to the head. When I'm you about to. I'm singing. about to Robin thick the shit out of y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm about to Justin All Timberlake in 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 the time to y'all. <laughs> I don't want. That's all y'all get because I don't want to do too much. Go ahead with that's your third funny. one before I. Just, all right, you know. so my third one got to be one of the greatest comedians uh-huh. ever to do it. Still a great comedian. Still great at acting and everything. 
Gotta be. I gotta go with Martin. Everybody okay. gotta go with Martin. Um, okay. He got a lot of memorable quotes, man. His 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 character, Jerome. Y'all should see him doing it. <laughs> I said Jerome in the half. Hey. I said Jerome in the half. In your mouth. <laughs> hey, that shit is so the dance, funny. the bounce in his shoulders. Cause y'all, y'all, y'all may have noticed he did a, a, like one or two more ooh ooh oohs than than Jerome actually do. But we gonna let him slide on that one. He was feeling that bounce, y'all. Hey, that's my shit though. Hey, listen, Martin quote, like you probably quote the whole show. Classic. Like it's, like it's no, yeah. like you can quote everything from the show, but Jerome. Yeah. Player from the Himalaya. And, uh, you know, I'm going to do an honorable mention. I'm going to throw in um, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when Trevor was about to propose to Hillary. And he was like, Hillary, will you splat? <laughs> and she was like, well, like what? Well, like what? Everybody was like, oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> hey, there's so many we can go for them because, I mean, I got quotes from the Jamie Foxx show, too, that Living single. I really love, like. And it, and movies, other movies that we haven't listed, man. Yeah, listen, just too so if many. you got, if you got a movie quote, listen, or I'm TV you, quote, or show, TV quote, yeah. I'm telling you, listen, hit us up on IG only. I don't like, don't send, a, you know, I, I don't mind you sending emails, but hit us up at Heads or Tails Two Ten on IG, um, and tell we, us we want some engagement back. Yeah, so you know, what tell, I'm saying? tell us, tell us what, tell us what quote was funny to you. And you know, shoot, maybe later on in the week we'll do a little mini podcast or something like that. And you I know, like kind of a mini yeah, pod, we'll a mini so yeah, something like about ten minutes or something. And we could just like kind of get some of y'all, uh, like some of y'all quotes out, yeah, for the for the. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. But yeah, hit us up uh, at Heads or Tails Two Ten on IG for feedback, and uh, we definitely want to hear from y'all. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. and also leave us some notes, some voice notes at Anchor. At Anchor, for I'm gonna sure. Put, I'm going to put the link. To our anchor right now, I have the Apple Podcast link in the anchor, but I'm gonna put the link to the anchor in our bio on Instagram. So if you want to hit us up and you want to leave a voice message and let it allow us to hear it, hit us up at anchor. Por favor, please and thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so let's go ahead and get into the hot topic, okay. heads or tails topic, okay. hot topic, heads or yeah, tails topic. I like hot that. It's topic. like heads hot. or tails topic. <laughs> Heads or tails topic. Mm. Heads or tails topic. Mm. Heads or tails topic. We gonna rock it. Heads or tails. We been drinking <laughs> and wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know we both fine. Hey, <laughs> yeah. he ain't lying. He ain't lying. <laughs> this hoes goofy. <laughs> Listen, he talking about I'm goofy, but you see, I I'm just here. To hype up the black man. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm doing. I'm just supporting the black man right uh-huh. now. <laughs> and I'm supporting my black queens out there. You know, where y'all crowns, ladies? Anyway, listen, listen, because uh-huh. I can see in your eyes that you about to be like, hit me up at night. No, uh-uh. let's get to the hot. <laughs> Heads hot. and tails topic, okay? okay. Yeah, so go what, ahead. Is this? what you asking this week? You want me to ask it or you want to ask it? You ask it. Okay. So, you know, we was deliberating we was talking you know my mom be made up but sure we deliberate yeah, <laughs> we, we, we be talking and stuff during the week and you know yeah we was thinking nigga call me every day 
Um, first <laughs> off, listen, don't try to, don't even try to We call it. each other every day, but I'm just saying, like, we talk every day because <laughs> we got to come up with good stuff to talk. We just talk about that so much mm-hmm, stuff, y'all. So, mm-hmm. All right, so when listen. I say I'll be on his ass, yeah. get to the topic. All right, so look, so the question is, are black parents too hard on the little bitty children? And let the church say amen. Are they too hard? That must be a Catholic service. That's definitely a Catholic church. Like, that's the hey, Catholic service. Right be, amen. That's all the Catholics amen. out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. Um, so, what do you think? I think. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. What? I, well. It ain't no way. Listen. Dang, okay, well, shit, we see the side that he, look, I'm a child. I'm I'm somebody's child, okay? And you're somebody's parent. I'm not somebody's parent. I'm a child and a parent, so I'm Right, exactly. Okay, I'm sorry. You a child and a parent, okay? Yeah. Yeah, You got to put that STL on the parent. Parrot. 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 All right, so... What do you think about that, though? I think that they can be. I think that they can be. Absolutely. Um, Of course, we know that, like, you know, we got to be twice as good to get half as far as normal just being black people. So we really got to we really push our people to that. But I think that it's something that can easily be seen as. Yeah, you being too hard on me. It's too, it's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of pressure, at least speaking from a child perspective. But see, I think, you know, for me, I think that a lot of that pressure that we're under as a kid from our parents, um, it 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 promote the greatness that we end up having. Like like some of the like think about Michael Jackson. Like would he be that great if his parents wasn't on his ass? Right. All if if if, if if Papa Jack, if Papa <laughs> Jack wasn't over there making him do them dance routines about mm-hmm. 50 hours a day, it ain't even 50 hours in a day. They Cause, was Because hey, the boy could dance. They was double-timed okay. on that shit. So, like, I'm not saying that you should take it to that extreme, but the pressure that we're under from our parents, I don't think that it only comes from just – you know, us as a culture. I think that it's other biases in it that makes our parents be as hard as they have to be. And I think that is needed. And I get that. But I think some parents, and, and for and for those parents that are just trying to push their kids to greatness, understandable. But understand that there's a limit to that. There's ways to do that. You know what I'm saying? Also, I think that there are parents out there that try to live vicariously through their child. That's true. So, you know, you got <laughs> you got two different type of parents out there. You got the ones that truly um, have good intentions, and then you have the ones that are really just trying to push you so they don't have to work hard no more. Like, well, I think I think um, <clears throat> I know that my parents wasn't the you know the ones that lived vicariously through me. My parents, they pretty much whatever ideal that I had. They would, you know, they would support it. You know what I'm saying? Right. With with my, but I was a type of child that was motivated. I was always looking to do something or trying you to. You had be, a vision. Yeah, I had a vision as right. a child. You know, so I think that 
some some kids don't have that vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you gotta you gotta nudge them, man. You gotta nudge them. I mean, um, we don't want no Timmy Turners out here. No, you know what? This is true. I have a friend who, uh, even though she a little crazy, I still consider her a friend. But <laughs> um, <laughs> crazy but people need love too. You know, yeah, everybody <laughs> need love. But um, you know, she may be like a year younger. I mean, we we like the same age, and you know, she was basically saying before the whole coronavirus thing. Um, she was telling me how with her current job, she wanted something new, something more. Obviously, that makes more money, something more stable, because um, she just wasn't happy with the current situation she was in. But she was scared to take a leap, mm-hmm. you know, because she didn't have a passion. She didn't grow up, you know, having a passion or having something that she always wanted to do. And, you know, so for any for p- the people that have that issue, I often tell them, like, well, you don't know what you want to do or you may not have a passion, but you know the type of lifestyle you want to live. We- you know, so then, yeah, that's true. That's so, true. I, but I, so I think it's so. You know, you have to look at the type of careers that at least provide that type of lifestyle that you want. So I think as parents, when you are when you, because parents know, like your kid is focused on something. Your kid is not, you know, like he don't really he or she don't really know what she want to do, whatever, whatever. Your best way to do is yeah, is talking about some heat. You see that? You see how she first said? <laughs> well, no, you know, I'm whatever. <laughs> but um, I just think that like it's it's about the way that we communicate to each other too. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of times I I didn't talk to my parents because I felt like they would just criticize a lot of the stuff I say. I I felt like they well, would see, also be my supportive. Thing is, my thing is though, like I I I wanted that criticism. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, but it's but it always seemed but like I said, sometimes the message can get lost in the delivery. So like So so are you saying it was tone or was it It was definitely the tone. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember one time I think my aunt I think we were talking about like what I wanted to do at the time I was interested in um forensics. I wanted mm-hmm. to do for I always wanted to basically major in something like science though. The only other thing I wanted to major in was like journalism. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, I want to do forensics or whatever. And she was like, well, shouldn't you do something more realistic? Now, keep in realistic? mind. Realistic? That yeah, shit is real as it gets. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> now, I, keep in mind, I had always been a good student. Hold on. So, hold on. Always what a student was, athlete. What was realistic to her? Like, what was realistic? I don't know. But I so told So, was she saying, like, do you want to do something real realistic? Like, go be a bus driver? I'm, no, no, no. I don't know what the fuck she thought. Because I was a student athlete, I never made bad grades, ever. But see, it ain't nothing wrong so, with being... It ain't, my, my parents and my aunties and my cousins and my sisters, they all the bus drivers. It ain't nothing wrong with that, but... Bus drivers get paid good That's job. what I'm saying, but like, do, did she want you to do something where you were... Where you didn't have to I go don't to know. school? And I don't give a damn. Because it ain't about what anybody else wants for me. It's about what mm, I want. I and I think it. that parents have to learn that... And th- and this is if your if your child has something what they want to do guide them to that mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying try try to start guiding and molding them to that allow them to really go into detail to see hey this is what this really takes to do this because that's what we do as a often as a kid we don't yeah, we so, overlook the details so so and this and this and this the thing too like I I uh like anything that like my like my kids want to do this is my plan like if you want to do something i'm gonna put you in i'm gonna try to i'm gonna go talk to whatever industry that you saying that you want to be a part of 
I'm going to go talk to somebody that I know or try to get some type of connection where right. I could go and be like, hey, you know what? Let her let her follow you for Shadow a day. Shadow or something. Shadow yeah. you for a day and see how this is like so that she can know, like, or he can know, because I, I got a daughter and a son, so that they can know that this is something that they really want to do. You know what I'm saying? But, I mean, there's also other ways that you could be hard on your kids, too. You know yeah. I mean? It's just not the, you know, um, I think that it's just not the, the, the fact that we have to push you towards a certain career or anything or, you know, I think that um, we also have to be hard on them in other ways because. Like how? What do you mean? So, like, society, the society that we live in now. Okay. You got to know how to maneuver as a black person, right? right? So we have to be double time, mm-hmm. you know, when they, when they're going out with who they're hanging around, um, with how they are, you know, just presenting themselves just because a lot of the time we get looked at differently. Stereotype. Yeah. We get stereotyped automatically. Mm-hmm. Like I was just looking at a clip where a guy was in his yard. And this clip is a couple years old, but he was in his yard. He got a no trespassing sign on his yard. He was walking up his gangway. The police pulled over, started asking him questions. Mm-hmm. But he knew the, he knew the law. He was here in Texas. I mean, it was a couple years. It was before I got here, but he was down here in Texas. Um, but he knew the law, so he was like, "Man, I don't have to tell you my name. I'm on my property. I don't have to give you my ID. I don't have to give you nothing." But the officer was like. You know, I need that. Luckily, it didn't turn, it didn't escalate into anything, you know, like some of the stuff that's happened in the last right. few years. Um, but that's the type of stuff that Seven we have to, years. yeah, that's the type of stuff that we have to kind of prep our kids for. And nobody else has to prep their kids for that. Like, you don't get that in the Asian community. You don't get that in the Indian community. You don't get that in any type of foreigner or any type of, um, I'm gonna say How Caucasian you know that for community. Sure? I know that for sure. You don't know that for sure. It ain't a hundred percent, but it's ninety nine. <laughs> Shit. Why that. you make that face? <laughs> because it ain't a hundred percent, but I'm ninety nine percent sure. So I'm gonna leave that one. Per- I'm gonna leave that one percent out there of uncertainty. Okay. Just because. Right. I, I feel you. I mean, well, I, I don't think it's to the extent. Mm-hmm. It, you know, nevertheless. But yeah, I think that. There are a couple of things that the black community struggles with when it comes to parent-child relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, not all, of course, but I think that the way that we communicate would definitely be the main one. Black parents ha- can't be so judgmental. I think that's a big one. Yeah. Like Black parents tend to be judgmental than a motherfucker. Like, they always got an opinion, even when you don't ask Judgmental for and cri- hypocritical, though. I mean, because the thing is, like... That's another thing. That's one of the biggest know. things is is the hypocrisy. So, I... And I'm not trying to cut you off. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. But I think that a stigma, a bad stigma that that's true in the black community, I think parents sometimes have this notion of do as I say, not as I do. And to me, that is just code for uh, lack of contro- lack of self-control and poor leadership. But see, that, but see, that's why, like, a lot of the stuff that I do... I don't show Nisha, you know what I'm saying? Or my daughter, right. that's her first name, but I don't show her. I don't show her, you know, some things that I do. I wait till she's gone mm-hmm. or I wait till she's away and I don't 
I don't do it in front of her. I let I give her the ability to maneuver and find out things that she might like or how she want to have what what perception she want to have of men on her own. Because the thing is, I can have I can have, you know, 20 women coming in and out of this mug. You know, oh, I can, could you? you? Know, OK, quick flex, quick flex. Hey. <laughs> my, my old flex is my new flex. Oh lord! And I'm working you know, on it. Hey, hey, listen, I can have Drake. Can, if I, you want to come on the podcast, hit up your girl. Yeah, you said if she got ass and she a fan, it's going down. I'm still waiting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so but I'm saying like I could I could do that and I could show her all of that, but I tend not to do it because I don't want to let her see men in that light. You know right, what I'm saying? right. So so. Let's just wrap that up real quick. I mean, like, I think that I think that in some aspects we have to be hard as hell on our kids. Yeah. And then I think in some aspects that we don't need to be as hard. We need to be more understanding and we need to also be more encouraging and uh and and, and, and um Well, especially because it's a new world. So yeah. like things are changing. The the way of the world, the the old way of things of like getting the house, picket fence, kids, like that's not necessarily something that is traditional now that's not the same thing you understand what i'm saying so yeah so with that being said uh we had another hot topic yeah let's just get into it real quick because it, right it's, quick, it's yeah. only a little bit yeah yeah so i don't know if anybody ever heard of uh dr claude anderson but he basically does finances he's a black man he for the last uh at least seven years to what i can remember has been talking about uh, this theory that he calls poweronomics. Um, mm -hmm. It's a way to really reverse um, everything that's going on in the black community to get us to matter. Um, I show Niles the video because him and Niles actually have the same ideology. Yeah, it like it was, it was kind of crazy to me because I'm like, you know what? It was I like just watching was talking a, to you. An old Niles <laughs> on YouTube. Yeah, it was crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so let's like get right into what he was saying. Like, he, so, like so the thing is, he, well, got, he yeah, got five so, steps to this. Yeah, so he, he looks at it as like a, a five-story building. And we, really, we only going to focus on the first two steps, being uh, economy as the first floor yeah. and politics That's as the second one. They floor. they got to be number one. Right, yeah. So basically what he was saying uh, in a gist, I'm going to just break it down real quick. And like I said, his, his name is Claude Anderson, C L A U. D-E, because niggas don't know how to spell Claude. Um, so, <laughs> it's an old nigga name. Mm -hmm. Claude. <laughs> Claude was on, li on life. <laughs> Claude was on life. Mm -hmm. uh, man, look 1930s. at God coming full circle. Look <laughs> at God coming full circle. But, yeah, so, um, he talks about uh, being in a five-story building, basically, is, is basically the strategy. We're going to talk about the first two. The first one being economy, which is figuring out ways to uh, circulate our money. We have can't it circulate within our community. Within our community, of course, yeah. Basically, we're not going to have any type of power. Our vote won't matter if we don't have an economy. So w I know a lot of people will probably disagree with me when I say, like, voting wouldn't matter. But when I say that, I'm, I, mean, I mean it in the sense of, like, if we don't have anything to offer, anything to leverage, mm -hmm. these candidates that are running – for the most they don't care for don't leader of the, of the free world they need they're going to look at us and be like okay well what can we give y'all in exchange for y'all vote black people don't have that I the mean, power the power that we do have the financial leverage that we do have we don't use it to our advantage meaning like we're the number one spender 
but we don't because capitalism is off of our back yeah that should survive off of our we not only built this country but capitalism survives off of us because yeah, we're the number one consumer right so if we allow money to circulate at least two three times that yeah. would be a big so difference I'm, I'm gonna put it like this man if you're gonna buy your lady something for a birthday for mother's day for anniversary we got so many black sisters out here who are selling um a pearl who are selling lashes absolutely we got so many uh, uh, i'm saying cosmetics yeah um you got you got black companies that you can go to to um um pay that you can patronize to, to, to keep the money within our community and then those black companies don't just go back out and put it right back out of the company you know that guy that might be an electrician or that guy that might be a painter that brought from your company get his Absolutely. card get if, his card and, and ask him like you know what hey I got this I want I need my storefront painted I need my I need my house painted I can refer you circulate that money between each other you know mm-hmm. circulate mm-hmm. that money so we do have we do have systems or we do have we do have the establishments to kind of circulate it for a couple of days, right. but we don't have it where we can circulate it for half a month. So basically the way he breaks it down, which is very simple and to the point, these companies could misuse us. These politicians could misuse us because they know with us not having any businesses, AKA economy to stimulate our own uh, revenue, they know that, like, okay, well, they don't have too many options to shop from or to get the, the necessities that they need, so they're going to have to come spend their money with us. This is why it is vital for us to become self-reliant, okay? That's true. I Very self-reliant, you. yeah. So the second one would be politics. Once we have the money in order, that's when we move up to politics. We buy the politicians. We don't worry about voting. Yeah, he, we say, say, he, he, say, he said buy or lease them, right? Absolutely. So he say buy Lisa, man. Like that's what everybody else is doing. The Koch brothers right now, they don't put man. They make billions of dollars, and they put millions, hundreds of millions of dollars in a campaign. Absolutely, hundreds of millions. And you don't think that the people who are receiving hundreds of millions of dollars from this campaign contribution are not gonna look at whatever the Koch brothers have to say? Right. They gonna look at it. And and the Koch brothers just uh, supported my uh, just. Um, pay for my whole campaign. Yeah, yeah, that's power too, because that's a lot of money. And so, and so when you get these politicians and you go up there and and you can't go up there with nothing to offer, you can't say, hey, we we y'all owe us reparations, y'all need this and that. They gonna they you know what they gonna say? We gonna pass the Breonna Taylor law. We gonna make chokeholds uh, illegal. But, but nobody gonna, but gonna not, get charged. Nobody's gonna be held gonna accountable arrest. or liable. No, none of that because <laughs> they don't take us serious. They think we are a joke until we get our economy together. And this is what That's we have to thing. understand. If we don't have the number one level, we cannot make it to the other levels. That's true. So it is very important for us to get our money in order so we can buy politicians or lease them. You know, mm-hmm. we may not want to buy them all right, but we say, hey, we didn't bought you. We didn't did this. So we need you to do this. And we started we we need to form our own party. Black people don't need to be n- no more Republican yeah, that's, that's or kinda, Democrat. That's what I was trying to say. I mean, Go on, break it down. Like we talked about it on the, uh, on one of the episodes where like the, like the nurses association, they vote for one person. They all come together collectively. So like, I don't care if you're Republican. I don't care if you're Democratic. I don't care if you think about money only. I don't care if you think about like social the socialistic or the socialism aspects of the government we need to we need to combine all of that together 
and, 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 and fight for stuff that we want. Honestly, I'm not, I mean, I'm, I, I think that food stamps are a good thing. I think that all of the stuff that the government do for us is a good thing, but I don't think that that shit should be something that we depend on because it becomes a socialistic Mm. We have a socialistic. Get into it. Um, I ain't gonna get too deep into I it. I mean, but but <laughs> but that is a form of how socialism is incorporated into our capitalist society, is yeah. it not? So like, so the thing is, like, like all of the black people are basically. I ain't gonna say all of them, but majority of us that are in the impoverished areas are basically socialistic. Absolutely, because you're dependent on the government for land. So we might as well move to Canada. Food. Or or uh well what used to be uh Libya yeah I mean or like Gaddafi died. I mean like so I mean if you're gonna be socialism if you're gonna be socialistic we might as well move to Canada if we're gonna try to be the if we're gonna be try to be the capitalist of this country or try to you know but figure there, out a but way. there are ways for socialism to exist within cap- a capitalist society there are ways yeah but it just has to be the proper thing but we so. gotta use we gotta use the fact that we gotta use that socialism as a springboard we don't have to we can't get complacent and we then need to just sit the there. things that we could use as, as a socialist program stuff that we depend on the government for should be like free college we were denied education there's no reason that we should have to pay for education that's true we were denied housing there's no reason why we don't have our 40 acres and a mule mm-hmm. you know that we'll we'll never i won't i don't want ever i never want to say never because it's impossible but because i think the world somewhat coming to an end i think <laughs> <laughs> here she goes Some conspiracy theories again is it a conspiracy but um i just think that you know it's not it's going to be hard to catch up so we shouldn't we shouldn't even really focus on catching up. We need to just focus on getting it right. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's time that we start figuring out ways to get it right on our own because if we waiting and waiting for the government to do it, we had a black president. If he didn't do it, nobody's gonna do it. And let me tell y'all this. If she just, Trump she, she just got her Obama finger going though. If Trump give us reparations You should see her finger. Before and, and Obama didn't, <laughs> I wanna know from you niggas. Let me know. Does that make Trump a better president than Obama? Man, Trump just want to be Trump just want to be liked. Okay, that's a way for me for me to get so to me like for me to get him to like. Hell yeah, nigga, mm-hmm. pay what you make the sins of America right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so since we speaking about reparations, man, let's go ahead and get to the financial tip of the episode. So I was thinking earlier, and I was talking to the heartthrob. <laughs> <laughs> no. The heartthrob. Okay. I, I was trying to see if she's going to do it again. You know, so nah. I was thinking about like finances or whatever. Um, And so I thought about like what something that I want to do with my daughter and something that a lot of us can kind of, you know, piggyback off of and kind of make it where we are like um, gaining wealth. Uh, So uh, it's a thing with credit cards where you can kind of piggyback off somebody that has better credit or that has a good payment history um where they can allow you to be an authorized user of Of that card and you don't have to give them a card you just they just become an authorized user of the card and so whatever history that you accrued they automatically get it day one when they become a user you know when they become authorized user of that card you don't have to send them a card. They don't have to have it. So what I was thinking of, like those who have good credit or have a good payment history with their credit cards, why not put your 
14 year old or your 16 year old or you know whatever your teenager on there and allow them to build up that credit at a young age so what i'm thinking of my daughter i'm a, when she in the next year or so i'm gonna make her authorized use on my card my card is paid every month it's always paid down i got a good payment history i got a good um credit ratio and everything um so i'm gonna put her on there and i'm gonna allow her to gain from what i did you know what i'm saying like so yeah. she'll come out of high school with like a1 credit yeah with a1 credit and then her credit history she'll already have established credit history. you know four years worth of, of, credit. of worth of credit history and then once she get of age where she, I feel like she's comfortable enough to get her own credit card. Like in college, I'll say, you know what, go ahead and get that credit card. Use it on gas. Use it on groceries. Hell yeah. Don't use it on nothing else. Use it on gas. Use it on groceries. And I'm the type of parent who I would help her pay for food and I'll help her pay for gas or whatever if she have, I mean, if she gonna have a car because I already got a car waiting for her, but use it on gas. Use it on groceries. Pay it off. Use it on gas. Use it on groceries. Yeah. Pay it off. We cannot let the balances sit on there, okay? So that's just my financial trip. I just wanted to make that real quick, man. If you have a kid and you have good credit, make sure that you put them on there. Let them establish that credit early. It's a way to allow your kids to get yeah. ahead of the game. Yeah, ahead of the game. So, then so by that time way, if your kids graduate college and they want to you know, open up a business, Boom, they got the credit to get a good loan and, and, and get that. If you started when they a freshman in high school, they got almost what? If they, I'm going to say if you just do four years of high school, four years of college, they got eight years of credit history already. I didn't get eight years of credit history until I was damn near 28 because yeah. I didn't get a credit card until I was in college. You know what I'm saying? So that credit history... And all of that matter, payment history and all of that matter. So that's a way that we, that's, that's just my tip of the day. If anybody is looking to sponsor any of our segments, the hot segment, the financial tip of the day, if anybody's looking to sponsor um, the top three or whatever, absolutely. make sure you hit us up at heads tails 210 at gmail.com. Hit us up on our Instagram at heads tails 210. Um, and we definitely appreciate all the support. Specifically, I'm going to shout out my people. <laughs> Quaylo, so make sure y'all shout out. Um, make sure y'all check out Elite Music Group. Oh yeah, Sneak well, he, Beats, hey, yeah. the the gentleman who They've make been the really beat. supporting us, man. I yeah, like it. I love yeah. it. And I, you know, I got a lot of people <laughs> on here talking about hey, Courtney' voice sounds so good. Well, you know, I oh appreciate those people as well. <laughs> shout out to my little sister Kiki as well. I appreciate you. I love you. And uh, let's get into the positive note of the day. Positive note. You know, I'm gonna take from a. Some people think he's the greatest rapper alive, but I think he he up there, but he ain't the greatest. But it's a uh, H to the S O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to get your damn hands up. Jay Z got a lot of quotes that I say. He said a lot of shit that I like. Um, but one of my favorites is when he said, "People look at you strange, say you changed, like you worked hard to stay the same." She. Hey, that's hey, really that's he, deep. I added the shit. In case y'all hey, didn't tell. Hey, that made it deep, though, like that. Hey. Right. Shit. <laughs> finger snaps, finger snaps. <laughs> <laughs> hey. What was that, uh, the one about Karen? You know, all the Karens that's going around. It was like, Karen ain't Karen. 
that's the quote um I people like look at though. you strange and say you change like you worked hard to stay the same you know we don't do the same things to live the same life you want to break out and to do something new you can't grow in the state of comfort. I'm going to keep telling y'all that because y'all need to keep hearing it. Get because I know you're doing the same thing that you did last week. So now I got to tell your ass again this week on this goddamn episode. <laughs> <laughs> there go mama. There go mama. Get your sh- Nah, I'm playing. <laughs> Seriously, y'all. It's hard work creating new habits. But if you want the life that you feel like you're destined to live, then you have to do extraordinary days. things. It takes 90 days to create a new habit. That is scientifically proven, I think. 90 days. So if you don't want if you want to stop eating all that sugar, if you want to change your diet, if you want to change something, give it 90 days. That's 90. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>